Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who is the founder of Acharya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Today our topic is underestimated on purpose. We all face times when what we're up against seems too big for us, our dream too great, the problem too strong, the opposition too powerful. People will rule us out saying, Charu, it's never going to happen. You don't have the resources. You don't have the education. You don't have the money. You don't come to the right family. I love what Orlando Magic General Manager Pat Williams said about his team's record back in 1992 before the Magic learned to win games. Williams said, we can't win at home. We can't win on the road. As a general manager, I just can't figure out where else to play. <laughs> uh, Lou Holtz also made a similar comment when he was coaching at South Carolina. He said, someone wrote a great football song for us that could be sung only after winning a game. But by the time we won a game, everybody had forgotten the words. <laughs> On a more scriptural note, the compiler of Ecclesiastes, Solomon said, the race is not always to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. But, says one cynic, the strong is the best place to put your money. <laughs> In every game, there's an underdog, someone who's overmatched, outgunned, a team not expected to win. Most of us, I think you'll agree with me, we can't help but cheer for that underdog. Krishna, the source from which everything comes. There isn't any emotion in this material world which did not have its origin in the three personality of Godhead. Krishna, God, feels the same way. That's where we got it from. He's no different. When all the facts say it's impossible, Krishna on purpose will have you underestimate. When it seems least likely, that's when Krishna shows up the greatest in your life. The message is don't get discouraged when you're underestimating. It's a set. Krishna puts you in that position so he could show his ultimate power through you in a greater way. When you defy the odds, everyone will know it was because of God's favor on your life. When you're outnumbered, outsized, outtrained, outeducated, don't be surprised. People discount you, tell you. You're not talented enough, tall enough, strong enough, experienced enough. And that all may be true, but what they can't see is what God put inside of you. They're just looking on the outside from a natural perspective, but you have something on the inside, which is the seed of Almighty God. And that seed will take you to places where you can't go on your own. There's only one thing you have to do. You have to water the seed. And the watering process is chanting the names of God. It can be Jehovah, Allah, Adonai. But because we're in the Krishna temple, we recommend Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. When God promotes those who kept him first place, people are going to be scratching their heads. How did he become that successful? Do you know what neighborhood he was raised in? How did she marry that guy? I just don't see it. How did she defeat the cancer? Did you see the report? How did they start that temple? The area is 90% another religion. 
I heard about a young man. He went for a walk to meditate. He found himself in a field of ripe pumpkins. And in that field happened to be also a big acorn tree. The young man observed the tiny acorns hanging from these gigantic branches of the tree. And then he looked down at the enormous pumpkins on these tiny little pencil-thin vines. He meditated for a while. And he thought, according to his own subjective point of view, what would be more fair, more balanced? And he thought to himself, God made a mistake. He should have put the tiny acorns on tiny vines and the great pumpkins on the great branches. And pondering God's apparent mistake, the young man took a nap and fell fast asleep under the tree. He was awakened when a tiny acorn stuck his nose. He rubbed his bruised nose and concluded, maybe God was right after all. <laughs> God loves to take underestimated people and show his power through them to accomplish something awesome. The reason that he puts his devotees into situations that seem too big, too strong, too much, it's not to defeat them, but to establish them. And when Krishna, or God, turns it around, when you discover talents you didn't know you had, the greatness inside, when you step up, take a chance, stretch your faith, and end up defying the odds, people are going to see you in a whole new light. That's moving you towards your God-given purpose. So our message is that when you're tempted to feel overwhelmed, outnumbered, depressed, negative, not enough, instead of giving up, have a new perspective. I'm underestimated, and that's okay. I know Krishna or God is up to something. I know favor is coming. I know new doors are about to open. I know healing is on the way. Because I have honored God by chanting his holy names, God is going to defy the odds and do what only he can do. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram. When you're being underestimated, don't be discouraged. Be excited. Be encouraged. Krishna takes the underdog and causes him to go from the back to the front, from the bottom to the top. Someone said, there's no freedom quite like the freedom of being constantly underestimated. Think about that. When people don't believe in you, when they're discounting you, writing you off, all the facts say it's never going to happen. You're in a perfect position for Krishna to surprise them and you. That's exactly when he's most likely to show up and do things that catapult you into your destiny. There's a book which was written about the life of our spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada. It's called the Lila Marita. I'd like to quote from that a few different times here. In the introduction, said, the story you're about to read is, like many true stories, highly improbable. An elderly Swami comes to New York City in the mid-1960s on a vaguely defined mission. Charged by his teacher in India to bring his spiritual message to the West, he arrives in New York with no prior knowledge of America, no basis of support, $7 to his name, and no clear plan of action. He moves about the city somewhat aimlessly, lives for a while in an artist's loft in the Bowery, and finally, with help from a few early followers, rents a storefront building in an area known as the East Village, the heart of the 1960s drug and counter-cultural movement. 
there he begins to teach an unlikely message. Now just think for a moment where he is. He's teaching there in the heart of the counterculture a message of sexual restraint, <laughs> abstention from drugs, and purity of body and mind. Working and dedicating your life in devotion to what people would think of as a Hindu god, Krishna. And the introduction goes on to say, what follows is a remarkable tale. Faith, determination, and success beyond anyone's expectation. What's happening there? Krishna, God loves to choose the underdog, the least likely the one that others wrote off. So it's so important for ourselves not to let how other people treat us determine our value. Don't let what they say determine your self-worth. They may not believe in you. They may see you as less than. They may say things calculated to push you down, discourage you, discount you. Our encouragement is don't let those lies take root, cause you to live feeling inferior, insecure, to give up on your dreams. Let it go in one ear and out the other. They're underestimating you, but you know this principle. Krishna God uses underestimated people. It's a sound. He's about to show up in your life. More about Prabhupada. In 1965, at 70 years of age, he ventured outside India for the first time to fill the order of his spiritual master. During his voyage at sea, he suffered two severe heart attacks. He reached the shore of America with the equivalent of $7 to his name. He founded the International Society for Krishna Consciousness with a small group of disciples after a year of struggling alone in New York City. This marked the only time in history that a Krishna devotee successfully trained non-Indians in the strict disciplines, no meat eating, no illicit sex, no gambling, no intoxication, of Vaishnavism. Amazingly, this was achieved during the blossoming of America's hedonistic counter-cultural movement. Not only that, but he sent his followers chanting the names of God into the streets and cities and towns everywhere, and Hare Krishna became famous every corner of the earth. He formally initiated approximately 5,000 disciples. These disciples represented a sweeping diversity, nationalities, races, gender, ethnicity, religious backgrounds. He established, before he passed away in 1977, 108 temples on six continents, installed the deities of Krishna in every center, and trained his disciples in the process of deity worship. 32 new temples, almost three a month, were opened in a single year between 1970 and 71. Prabhupada understood, I think you'll agree with me, this principle. I'm the underdog, and that's okay. To be labeled the underdog doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm not offended because people can't see what God put in me. The odds may be against me, but Krishna uses underestimated people. This is setting me up for a new level of my destiny. In order to reach your destiny, you have to tune out all the naysayers, the intimidators, all the can't-do thoughts from your own heads. You have to know that on purpose, Krishna is causing you to be underestimated. People not believing in you, discounting you, telling you that you're in way over your head. All that is a sign that you're right where you're supposed to be. 
Krishna is positioning you to do something you've never seen, to defy the odds, to go to somewhere no one in your family has ever gone, to take new ground for the kingdom. Don't get discouraged when people don't believe in you when they try to talk you out of it. It's good to be underestimated. That means Krishna's about to catapult you to new levels. A little bit more about Prabhupada. He created the world's first chain of vegetarian restaurants. He spoke daily on the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, delivering thousands of formal lectures. Over 2,200 were recorded and archived. He conducted many hundreds of informal conversations on the science of Krishna consciousness with disciples, guests, and friends. Over 1,300 were recorded and archived. He had scores of interviews and philosophical discussions with news reporters, scientists, religious leaders, politicians, as well as meetings with world-renowned dignitaries and celebrities like Indira Gandhi, Allen Ginsberg, Ravi Shankar, Alice Coltrane, John Lennon, and George Harrison. He recorded more than 20 albums of devotional music. This is a man between the age of 70 and 82. I'm getting tired just reading the list. <laughs> he established monthly magazine, Back to Godhead, which he called the backbone of his movement. At the height of its circulation in the mid-70s, over a million copies were sold in a single month. He launched the ISKCON, International Society for Christian Life Membership Program, that enrolled tens of thousands of members. He built major temples in Bombay and Vrindavan and founded a spiritual city in Mayapur. They all became international sites of pilgrimage. He established primary schools to provide education in the principles of devotional service. He set up farm communities to teach simple living and high thinking, emphasizing cow protection and dependence on God and nature. We're almost at the end here. He commissioned his artist disciples, Vaibhavi amongst them, to produce hundreds of illustrations of Krishna's pastimes based on his meticulous instructions and descriptions in his books. He counseled his disciples on complex managerial, philosophical, and personal issues in more than 6,000 archived letters. He was the subject of more than 30,000 archival photos and more than 70 hours of documentary film footage. Why go through all this? Because his life is showing the principle that God uses underestimated people. You also may be in a situation now or later where what you're up against seems impossible. There are giants in your life, in your finances. It doesn't look like you'll ever get ahead. The medical report is not good. You'd like to get more involved in the temple, but you're having a family crisis. You're right where Prabhupada was. Thoughts will tell you. There's no chance. It's too big. It's too complicated. You might as well turn around, give up, throw in the towel, quit believing. No. Don't believe those lies. Krishna, let the odds be against you on purpose. He let you be the underdog. So when he turns it around, when you defy the odds, you come out promoted, healthy, happy, married, victorious. No one will doubt. The most high God worked his power through his dedicated devotee. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Now here's a thought. You don't need great talent to do something great. You don't have to have great resources to leave your mark. 
You don't have to come from an influential family to make a big difference. But if you live thinking, if I just had more talent, if I just had more education, more personality, more courage, that's going to limit you. A lot of times, the problem is not other people underestimating us, it's us underestimating who we are. It's not the size of the dream which is holding us back, but it's the lies that we're buying into. I'm too small, I'm too old, too shy, too clumsy, not strong enough, not in good health. And Prabhupada could have made every single one of those excuses and about a dozen more. All I have is the order of my spiritual master. All I have is seven dollars and a case of books. How am I going to convince the hippies and meth heads of the counterculture to live celibate and free from intoxications? Probably asked none of those questions. He never had a pity party. He had full faith that as the underdog, he was uniquely poised to create a spiritual revolution, that he had a ticket as the underdog to the next level of his destiny. Finally, we leave what we consider Prabhupada's greatest accomplishment for last. He wrote approximately 70 books. Remember the list? On top of all of that, he wrote 70 books on the science of Krishna conscious sleeping only three hours a day. The Encyclopedia Britannica proclaimed that his voluminous translations from the original Sanskrit and his lucid commentaries, quote, have astounded literary and academic communities worldwide. This feat is even more astonishing considering the translations and commentaries were in English, which was a second language to the author. He founded the Bhaktivedanta Book Trust, the BBT, in 1972 to produce his books. By 2014, over 500 million literatures have been published in 87 languages and distributed in almost every country, making the BBT the world's largest publisher of Indian religious and philosophical texts. He circled the globe 14 times, visiting 24 countries, preaching, inspiring his followers, and making countless public appearances before multitudes of people. He skillfully managed his international society through letters and personal meetings, virtually without the use of the telephone. So what does that tell us? Don't discount what you have. Krishna will take the little, he'll take what seems like not enough, breathe on it, and it will become more than enough. The question is, what do you think about what you have? Are you discounting what Krishna has given you? I don't say this arrogantly, but I realize I have the talent I need. I have the courage I need. I have the skills I need. I have the height, the looks, the friends, the favor that I need. Don't go through life thinking that you got the short end of the stick, that you're at a disadvantage, you're lacking. I'm telling you today, you have everything you need. Don't underestimate yourself. Don't discount yourself. Don't talk yourself out of the greatness that Krishna put in you. You'll be amazed where you can go with a little talent, a little courage, a little faith, a little determination. Krishna will let the odds be against you on purpose, put you in situations in which you're the underdog. Everyone counts you out. You don't have the size, the training, the skills, the equipment. But if you stay focused on what you don't have, you're going to talk yourself out of it. The better approach is, Krishna, 
we know that your being for your devotees is more than the whole world be against them. You allow us to be underestimated so that you can show your power in greater ways. And when Krishna breathes on what you have, like with Prabhupada, you'll defeat enemies that are bigger, overcome obstacles that look impossible. You'll go to places that you could have never dreamed of. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. We were initiated by Prabhupada in 1970. And when he passed away in 1977, I felt that I was supposed to take a step of faith. When Bai and I came to Utah in 1981, no one, including ourselves, expected us to build a temple. We didn't have the training, didn't have the funds. There were no devotees in Utah at that time. The Utah Valley was then, and as far as I know still is, 90% another religion. Is that right? Is that still right? When I'm not public speaking, I'm kind of shy and reserved. I know that's hard to believe. But plenty of people didn't think that I had it in me to make a successful mission. I heard critics in our former location, Los Angeles, talking about me. Who does he think he is? He's a nobody. I don't think he'll make it. Well, despite what they said about us, despite the lack of manpower and resources, I, Bobby and I believe that we had what it took to plant a mission in Utah. We weren't dissuaded by the naysayers. We didn't let the critics intimidate us. We had a little faith, not a lot, but we had a little faith in what Krishna could do in our lives. And we were curious to see what Krishna would do if we laid it all on the line for him. Well, I'm standing before you tonight witnessing that Krishna has taken us far, far, far further than we could have ever dreamed or imagined. Got us gifts that we didn't know we had, opened doors that we could have never opened on our own, sent blessings that we didn't deserve. Just a year ago on Memorial Day weekend in 2022, 1,500 devotees from temples all over America came and congregated. They rented 700 motel rooms in Spanish Fork. For four days, they had the famous Sadhu Sun retreat right here in Spanish Fork. Four days of amazing kirtan, amazing music, amazing prasad. I thought to myself, just look what Krishna can do. He can take nothing and create something wonderful of it. He can take you from being the underdog, looked down upon, discounted, to being the place to go on Memorial Weekend 2022. One more story. This is a little funny. About a lady down in Amet County, Mississippi. She lived near a construction site where workers were putting a tar roof on a building. This lady had 16 children, or young'uns, as she called them. One day she couldn't find one of the young'uns. She hunted around, and after searching for several hours, she found that he had fallen into a 50-gallon drum of black roofing tar at the construction site. She reached down, hauled him up, took a look at him and said, boy, it'd be a lot easier to have another one than to clean you up. Well, aren't you glad that Krishna or God doesn't feel that way about us? Krishna is in the business of making the most unlikely characters and transforming them into his most dazzlingly effective representatives. 
So we're trying to kindle a fire here this afternoon. You're the underdog on purpose. Don't allow people to talk you out of your dreams. Don't allow circumstances to convince you that you don't have what it takes. Don't discount what you have. Sure, it might be small now, but when Krishna or God, the Almighty, breathes on it, it's going to multiply. New doors are going to open. Barriers are going to come down. Krishna is about to do something in the lives of those who've been faithful to him that they've never seen. What I'm saying is that when we're underestimated, when we're, catch this, this is cute, when we're underestimated, God is up to something. Was that good? As you go through life, you're going to have these times where the odds are against you. The facts say, no way is it going to happen. You don't have the funds. This sickness is crying. It'll be easy then to get discouraged, tempting to give up on your dreams, to start believing what people say. But our suggestion is have a new approach. I'm underestimated on purpose. That means that Krishna is up to something, about to show out in a new way. People can't stop your destiny. What someone said about you can't stop your destiny. The odds being against you can't stop your destiny. That's Krishna setting you up for something you've never seen. All we have to do is our part. Keep believing. Keep stretching. Keep doing the right thing. If we do this, we're going to see unusual doors open, divine connections, favors that catapult us into our destiny. Do not waste time and energy being offended when you're underestimated, trying to pay people back. Prove to them that you're worth something after all. Just take it as part of Krishna's plan. Don't let those lies get on the inside. They may try to devalue. They may try to belittle. Don't give them the time of day. That's just a test. The option is to get offended, to get upset, and think they're right, I'm not that talented, I don't have much in my future. Or you can say, I'm the underdog, that's okay. Krishna, you're on the throne, you're in control of my life. I'm gonna keep honoring you. And I know that you can easily defy the odds, take me to places that I've never dreamed. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna loves it. He eats it up when people underestimate his devotees. When the odds are against you, when people are telling you what you can't do, Krishna will go out of his way to cause those who keep him first place to blossom, to bloom, to accomplish the impossible. Krishna could have chosen someone more likely to succeed than Prabhupada. Someone had all the credentials. A younger person who came from a prestigious family, who had more connections, more funding. Krishna could have chosen the kind of person that cynics put their money on. But Krishna, can I tell you, he doesn't care for cynics. He doesn't care for the talking heads. He doesn't care for the experts. Instead, he chose an elderly man in poor health with no money and no connections. Why? Because Krishna loves to defy the odds. He can do things in your life if you put him first place that will leave your critics scratching their heads. How in the world did that happen? Prabhupada said, a devotee of the Lord is very kind to all people and all living entities. In spite of all disadvantage that the devotee may be feeling, they'll still try to give something to the best of their ability. Real knowledge, 
A devotee is not a friend of a particular class, particular community, or particular country. A devotee is friend of all, not only human being, even of animals and less than animals. These are the qualifications of a genuine devotee of the Lord. A devotee is no one's enemy. He's everyone's friends. They're always peaceful. The Lord on his side is very, very, very protective of the saintly persons who have sacrificed everything for the service of the Lord. They are very, very, very dear to the Lord. He cannot tolerate any insult or misbehavior towards his devotees. Just like a small boy, your child. If some other kid comes and slaps your child, your child may excuse him, oh, that's all right. But the father will never tolerate that. Why have you slapped my son? That's the paternal instinct. Similarly, the devotees of the Lord don't do any misbehavior to them. You do so at your own risk. The devotee will never take offense. The devotee will always tolerate and excuse the offender. Lord Jesus on the cross asked Krishna to forgive the very people who nailed him to the cross. But Krishna, God will never tolerate. We must always remember that because Krishna looks after his devotees. He gives them special favor. He pushes his devotees forward and upward, empowers them to be world changers, history makers. The Lord would rather see his devotees getting the credit, being glorified, than to accept that praise for himself. Samaham Sarvabhutishu, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, I envy no one. I claim all living beings as my children. In that sense, I'm equal to all. But for one who renders service to me, I am a friend in him, and he is a friend to me. You may be the least likely, the one nobody expects to succeed. That is a good thing. That's a sign that Krishna is going to do something unusual. You're underestimated on purpose. The obstacles are way bigger on purpose. People are discounting you on purpose. Your time is coming. Krishna is about to show up, show out in your life. Don't be offended. Keep doing the right thing. What they say doesn't determine your destiny. What they think about you does not limit your future. Krishna uses underestimated people. I believe if you kept in first place, like Prabhupada, you're about to defy the odds. You're about to remove big obstacles, bring down big barriers, accomplish big dreams. I believe talents are going to come out of you that you've never seen or imagined before. Krishna is about to do amazing things with you in this life and next life. I'm going to take you back to home, back to Godhead. If any of that sounds good to you, just join me, raising your arms, saying together, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.